Hey, Mama. Today on the podcast, I got to sit down with Christina Roman, who is a procrastination coach. Yeah, you heard that right. She is based in DC and helps passionate business owners finish their half done projects. If you want to tackle the mental, emotional, and logistical aspects of sustainable project finishing, she's the coach for you. When she's not working in the business, She's taking long walks around D.C., playing tennis, listening to reggaeton, and drinking too much coffee. In this episode, Christina breaks down what procrastination looks like in one's business, how it affects your business, and some tips for overcoming procrastination. This was such a good conversation, and Christina drops so many gems. I highly recommend grabbing a notebook and pen because the valuable information she shares will definitely help you take your business to the next level. Hey, Mama. Welcome to the Mama Turn Mompreneur Podcast. I'm Andrea Singletary, a wife, mom of two, podcaster, and former virtual assistant turned podcast manager and consultant. Friend, I know you're tired of offering all the things as an online service provider. You're tired of working endless hours throughout the week and not earning an income to match how hard you are working. You desire to grow and scale your business, but you're not sure how or where to even begin. If you're ready to get the full scoop on how to successfully grow and scale your business without, wait for it, sacrificing motherhood or your sanity, grab your coffee, pull out that notebook and pen, put in those earbuds, and let's dig in. So today on the Mama Turn Mompreneur podcast, we have a very special guest. I am interviewing Christina Roman, and she has a very unique business. So she is a coach for procrastination, which I had never heard that before. But as soon as I saw what she did, I'm like, I had to have her on the show because I struggle a lot with procrastination and I know many business owners too. Um, So Christina, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, How about you tell us about who you are, your family, and all about your business? Yes, thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited that you're excited to talk about procrastination. I always joke that most people don't have this much fun talking about procrastination. So I promise to make the episode good for your people. So I am, like you said, procrastination coach. I work with business owners. And family-wise, I am actually not a mom myself, but I am an aunt. I know it's not the same thing, (laughs) but I do have a lot of exposure to little toddlers. And my sister is obviously a mother, so I've seen a lot of her struggles. Um, So I understand a lot of what moms go through, obviously Mm -hmm. not firsthand, but just from watching it. So yeah, uh, I'm living out that that aunt supreme life. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Okay, so I would like for you to define for me and our audience, what is procrastination and why do you think mompreneurs procrastinate? Yes, huge topic. Okay. The best way that I like to describe procrastination, I think this is the simplest way for people to understand it and to start seeing it in their lives, is it's disagreeing with yourself about what you should be doing in any given moment. Ooh. Yeah. So I want you to think about when you wake up to when you go to bed, 
What are all the moments in your day-to-day where you're one place physically, but mentally you're in a different place, or you're doing something, but you're telling yourself you should be doing something different? Does that land for you? (laughs) Yes. That hits home. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Because we think that procrastination is like sitting around doing absolutely nothing. But for the people that I work with, and my guess is also for the people listening, like moms who are also working, it's really not about like sitting around doing nothing. It's usually about what I call ambition gone wrong, whereas you're so ambitious and you have all these goals and you have all these expectations, which is not a bad thing, but you haven't learned how to harness that in a way that actually feels healthy and sustainable to you. Mm, that's good. That Wow. I've never heard of procrastination that way. I just look at it as, okay, just putting a task off, like just keep putting it off, putting it off because you just don't want to deal with it. But that's definitely a good way to look at it and it makes sense. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, for sure. So how does procrastinating affect one's business? Yeah. So I'm like, I want everyone to think about the answer for themselves is what do you not get to create in your business? when you're procrastinating. And so if you look at it from that expanded definition of procrastination, when you are not doing what you say you should be doing in any given moment, what happens for you in your business? So for my clients, what usually happens is that they feel like they're doing so much. They're always busy. They feel stressed out, but they're like, but I'm not getting the results that I want. And what's usually happening there is that you're saying yes to a whole bunch of stuff because you have invisible rules about what you should be doing, Mm -hmm. or you're people-pleasing. Maybe you're doing a lot of perfectionistic things. So you have all these habits that are leading you to do things that are not actually creating the fundamental results that you care about. So I would say if you everything that I do with my clients breaks down into that. It's not getting the results that you want. That's good. That's really good. Just, again, shifting your perspective of what procrastinating actually is And it's like, you're right. You can be busy doing a lot of things, but is it what you actually need to be working on? Is it actually benefiting the growth of your business or taking you to that next level in your business or helping you to get more clients or whatever that may look like for you? So that's really good. I I like that. (laughs) Well, and I don't know if you'll connect with this, but I'm like, so often my clients are like, I'm procrastinating. And I'm like, no, you just have too many things that you're expecting yourself to do. Cut your list down. Stop expecting yourself to do so much. Do what you can actually reasonably get done mathematically in any given week. There's half your procrastination problem solved right there. It's just carrying around too much. And especially as moms. Yes, that is so true. That is something I had to learn um, because I've gotten into time blocking But I realized like my time blocking wouldn't be effective if like, say I'm in my work time block, but I'm over there doing the dishes or laundry or something. And it's like, it's defeating the purpose. It's like, if you're supposed to be focused on one particular thing, then you need to be focused on that, not trying to do a million things, but also overstuffing my time blocks. That was something I had to learn too. It's like, you cannot complete 20 tasks in two hours. Look at what you realistically can do. But also as a mom, keep in mind, like if it's during nap time, your kids may not sleep the full two hours. So you have to be realistic with your time and everything. So yes, thank you for pointing that out. 
I love that example. I'm so glad that you've had experience because what I see from a lot of people is they're like, oh, well, I've tried time blocking and it doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, but what happened specifically? And then we find answers like what you said, which is, oh, I was expecting myself to get way more done. I'm like, that's not a time blocking problem. That's a you over committing to your time problem. Mm-hmm. Let's actually get to the root of that. And then you're going to be able to use your time so much more effectively. And you alluded to something else, which I always say to my clients, which is blindsided by the expected where we have these things that happen all the time, but every time they happen, we're like, this is shocking. (laughs) And I think your kid not napping, perfect example. It's like, Mm -hmm. how often does that happen? Probably multiple times a week or at least multiple times a month. Let's just plan for that. Yes, definitely. Or like kids getting sick. So like my kids, they're recovering from RSV right now. And so they were home all last week, which I didn't expect that. And so it's like I had to adjust my expectations and rearrange things in my schedule so that I could one, care for my kids, but also get my client work done. So yeah, it's definitely what kids expect the unexpected. Like even if it looks like it's going to be a great day, just expect the unexpected. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that the way I like to teach this is I'm like, let's not necessarily have you reacting to that when it inevitably happens, Mm -hmm. because that's that's part of the solution, right? Is it happens, you don't expect it, and then you can solve for it. That's the stage a lot of people come in. But I'm like, I would love to get you to the point where before it even happens, you have undercommitted mm-hmm. in a way that you don't even have to like cancel a lot of things because you just know that that was going to yeah. happen and you planned for it. So it sounds like you're intuitively doing all of this. Yeah, it's a learning process. Like it's taking me time to get here and I still have my days where it's like, oh my gosh, it's so chaotic. <laughs> but I'm learning to go with the flow, especially I went from being a mom of one to a mom of two this year. And so that was a major adjustment. It's like, okay, you think you got it down with one kid, then you throw in another one and it's like, wait a minute, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. So you really have to adjust your expectations because it's like now with having two, I get one down for nap time and the other one's like, nope, I'm not going to sleep. So (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's like whack-a-mole with your children. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> one is solved, the other has an issue. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Especially like my daughter, she's not sleeping through the night anymore. I'm like, what happened? You were such a good sleeper when we brought you home. Who is this child? <laughs> but yeah, expect the unexpected when it comes to kids. <laughs> For sure. Okay. So based on business owners you have worked with, does their procrastination tend to spill over into other area of their lives? So like thinking outside of business and if it does, in what ways have you seen this? Yes, absolutely. I actually would love to illustrate this with a quick story. I'm just going to volunteer my sister up, but she loves sharing this. So I'm (laughs) sure we fine with it. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I was at her house one time and I was watching her organize the house. And so Mm -hmm. I think the kids were probably down for a nap and she was organizing like closets, bedrooms, just that whole like, you know, that real bad stage where everything's like out in the open and it's super chaotic. And you're like, I wish I had never started this. That's the stage. That's the phase she was in right then. (laughs) And so what I noticed was that she would always pick up her phone as soon as she felt overwhelmed and she would hit a point of the home organization that she was like, I don't know what to do next. She would just reach for her phone. And I probably casually said something, like I don't remember saying it really pointedly, but I just offhandedly mentioned it. And she was like, oh, I had no idea that that's what I was doing. So it was like her reaching for the phone was totally unconscious. And what Mm. we pinpointed was she reached for her phone when that feeling of overwhelm hit her body. So her body 
got this feeling of overwhelm because of the thought, like, this is too much. I don't know what to do next. Mm-hmm. She feels like in, you know, in her chest, like wherever anyone feels overwhelmed, it hits you. And then if you're not trained and you're not conscious, your brain's like, just find something else, escape. And it reaches mm. for social media. And so seeing her in her natural environment, like actually cleaning her house, I pointed that out and she was like, this is what I do in my business. And so that is a perfect example of like, how do you manage home organization projects? How do you manage chores around the house? Do you always put off the ones you hate? Do you sit around like on your phone scrolling, but feeling guilty while the dishes are stacking up and you're telling yourself you should be dishes, doing dishes, but you're scrolling. Mm -hmm. So it's like, look around your life and see what are the things that I disagree with myself about? And what if that pattern actually has a lot to do with what's happening in my business? Wow. Like, <laughs> I feel like you just called me out. <laughs> In a good way, I, I hope. <laughs> Yes. No, like I was, I'm like not even thinking about it. I realize I do reach for my phone, like, especially if I'm working on something in my business and it's like starting to become overwhelming or I'm just like tired of looking at the computer screen. I will like instinctively reach for my phone and start scrolling on Instagram. Yep. And I never thought thought of it being like my body's, you know, natural response to it. So, wow, that is, that's crazy. (laughs) It's honestly life-changing and it sounds like it's just this little habit of reaching for your phone. But if you really Mm -hmm. take that and you globalize it to, it's escaping your emotions and think about how many things you do in life to escape your emotions. So like Mm -hmm. as a mom, when your kids are acting up, what do you do to just not be present in that moment? right? Maybe it's the phone. Maybe it's wine. Maybe it's food. Like whatever it is for you, we all have something Mm -hmm. that we try and use to suppress our emotions. And so just starting to be aware of that is you can have a huge impact in so many areas of your life just by noticing that emotion and then learning to actually stay with the emotion and soothe yourself through it. So your example is like, oh, this I'm about to reach for my phone because this feels really hard. And when it feels really hard, I feel inadequate. Okay, what do I need to hear from myself right now? And then just sitting with that. That's really good. I am definitely going to implement that strategy. Like, I never thought about it that way, but that is, it's so true. It's a way of escape. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. Can I say one more thing for you? Yes. Because I know this is for everyone listening too. Is also, as you said, it happens when it feels really hard, but also when you're really tired. I'm like, that's probably a good indicator that you're not giving yourself an, as many intentional breaks. So mm-hmm. what happens is we take unintentional breaks, like the scrolling, but we feel guilty the whole time. Yeah. And then it doesn't actually serve a purpose of letting our brain relax versus being like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm going to take a break. And then actually agreeing with ourselves that that break is the right thing to do. Mm, that's good. Definitely learning how to incorporate breaks throughout my workday, setting alarms on my phone, just things as simple as remembering to make myself lunch. It's like we get so consumed and especially it's like in the back of my mind, like, okay, I got to go pick up the kids from daycare by such and such time. Let me cram in as much work as I can. And so like I've had to be mindful of that and setting like alarms on my phone to like stop, take a break, go eat. Maybe go watch, you know, an episode of a show that I like or something like that just to walk away from work for a little bit. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's super healthy. I like that. 
Thank you. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are some ways that mompreneurs can overcome procrastination in their business? Yeah. So w- first thing is what we talked about is just realize like what are the external things that I'm using and start noticing what happens right before I reach for that thing. So right before I go to the fridge when I'm not hungry or right before for me, it's I go make another cup of coffee (laughs) right before I reach my phone. What is the emotion that happens in that moment that feels intolerable to me? Mm -hmm. And just working on like working on your relationship to that emotion and not needing to escape it, but instead soothing yourself through it. So that's what we talked about. Huge first step. Huge. Mm -hmm. Or again, when your kids are acting up and you want to escape from that, like what if you were just present to that? Mm. And then the other thing that I recommend, I'm just going to assume that most people listening are over capacity, meaning that you're trying to do more in any given week than you can fit into an actual mathematical calendar. So yes. I just call that over capacity. Not everyone is over capacity and you might actually be pleasantly surprised to find out that you're not over capacity, but you think you are. Mm -hmm. So the way to figure this out is to do the math of your weekly schedule. And I mean, literally adding up the amount of time that you spend on different things. Mm -hmm. So I will teach this with my clients. There's 168 hours in a week. Mm -hmm. How do you currently use that time versus how do you want to use that time? And so start adding up things like choose scrolling, scrolling, or even cooking meals. It sounds like a really good thing, but are you spending too much time? cooking meals? Are you making things too complicated? Mm-hmm. And then just start looking at, is this, is my time aligned? Is this the actual best use of my time given the results that I want to create in my business? So uh, can I give an example from me? Would that be helpful? Yeah. I realized really early on in my business for the first like five months, I would go and I would sit at Starbucks and I would make workbooks. And I felt so productive because there were these like amazing workbooks with these amazing questions and they were great. I didn't have any clients. There was nobody to actually take the workbook. (laughs) And so I realized the very hard way. I was like, oh, that was kind of five months of wasted time when I should have been out networking and talking to people and selling them. Mm -hmm. And then I would have actually had people to create workbooks for and I would have created better workbooks because I would have known their problems and I would have known how to solve those problems. So we all do this and sometimes we do have to learn the hard way. Like we just haven't been spending our time in that way that actually creates the results we want. Yes. I love that example. I actually have a client and she doesn't mind me sharing, but (laughs) she would spend so much time like focusing on social media content, but not actually connecting with her ideal clients, like going and networking in Facebook groups and different things like that. And so I finally told her, I was like, you're wasting time. Like you could be out there getting clients, especially for her niche. And like, you need to interact with these people and really give them value. So that way they'll be like, oh, I want to work with her. But I'm like, stop getting so fixated on social media. Like, yes, you know, that can be used as a tool, but that should not be where you're spending hours each week creating this content and not networking or doing other things. (laughs) This is so good. I'm actually making a note because I'm like, you're so right. So for anyone listening, notice what are you fixated on? Mm -hmm. So are you fixated on the algorithm of Instagram? Are you fixated on if I just had a website, then I would have clients? Are you fixated on 
perfecting your podcast, whatever it is for you, what are you currently fixated on? And is that actually the number number one needle mover for the results mm-hmm. you want? I would say nine times out of 10, you're going to figure out that that's not actually the highest impact thing you could be doing. So I think that's, you raised a very good prompt for your listeners. Yes. And I love that you pointed out perfecting your podcast, that that's something I struggle with. Being that I'm a podcast manager, I'm like, I got to make sure the audio sounds perfect. And so I'm like learning to let go. And it's like, no, as long as it's clear and, you know, people can hear what's being said, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent perfect. So. Yes. (laughs) It's so hard because I have my own podcast too. And I just, I had recorded early on. I recorded in an episode and I listened back and I was like, this is the dumbest episode ever. Like, this is just like 20 minutes of garbage. It's terrible. But I was like, no. I was like, you're not thinking straight. You need to put it up and just see what happens. I kid you not. I got a message from somebody who was like, I've been listening to the podcast and like this one episode really landed for me. And I was like, I already knew. I was like, which episode? And she told me and I was like, yeah, that's the one I almost deleted. (laughs) <laughs> because I thought it was so stupid. <laughs> I told her this. I was like, such a good reminder. Yes, I go through that too. And it's like, because I just launched my podcast and I'm just like, wait, should I have done that? And then I get these messages and it's so reassuring. Like, they're like, thank you so much. Like, I never thought about it in this way. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, so so one of the concepts I teach my clients is called your zone of value. And your zone of value, if you consider a Venn diagram, it's where your preferences, interests, desires, and expertise matches your actual best stakeholders' needs. Mm. So what you'll see there is I'm like, your best stakeholder does not need perfect audio. Mm -hmm. They need to know how to be a mom who's a mompreneur, right? That's what they actually come to you for. So I think for me, keeping in mind where the actual results that matter here and what is all the extra fluff I'm doing that actually doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about. <laughs> yes, that's good. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is such a good conversation. <laughs> so say someone wants to work with you, what does that look like? Like what type of support do you provide? Yeah. So the way that people work with me is in my program called Half Finished to Done Live. And so it's a program about taking projects from half finished to done, just like the title. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what I see is that a lot of business owners, most business owners, I would say, have a ton of half finished projects and Mm -hmm. they are beating themselves up about those half finished projects, but not actually working on them. And so I help people take one project at a time all the way to completion. And by doing that, we work through the mental pieces, the emotional pieces, and the logistical pieces. So what I always say is a lot of really good productive productivity books out there are amazing, but they never talk about your emotions or they never talk about the mindset of like perfectionism or people pleasing or imposter syndrome. And so I combine all of that and then help my clients actually apply it in the real world to one finished project. So it's not like theoretical. You're actually doing it with a specific project that you want to finish. Okay. That is awesome. And I love that you incorporate all of those things because I am realizing, especially as an entrepreneur, like I just reached my first year of being an entrepreneur and it is really all about your mindset. Like whether or not you make it to two, three, five years with your business, your mindset plays such a huge role in that. And so I'm glad that you incorporate that in your program. Like that is so important. Yeah. I'm just imagining like a job description for business ownership. And they're like, like, would you like to fail repeatedly at the same goal? 
Would you like to wake up every day and question whether or not you should be in business? Join our business. <laughs> like, that's pretty. What, that's what business ownership can feel like a lot of the time. Yes, and yes. it can be amazing. I think people are missing out on the amazing side of business ownership and that Mm -hmm. feeling of like using, I call it like mental autonomy. Like I can sit down on any given day and create literally whatever I want and no one can stop me. Like Mm -hmm. that is so freeing. And people, I think sometimes are so lost in the muck that they don't get that feeling of like Mm -hmm. joy and creativity. Yeah, I agree. And it's like to, you literally get to choose what you do each day. You get to choose what service you provide or what products you put out. And I think that is like the beautiful things about being an entrepreneur is that you can find your thing and you can learn how to do it really well. And you can provide the service to the people that you want to work with. So I I definitely, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love the way you put that. Yeah. That makes me so excited. I'm like, it's like, if the, you don't think it's good go make something better. You can mm-hmm. literally do that. <laughs> yes, you have yeah. that freedom to pick and choose and pivot whenever you want. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, before we um hop off, I would like to know what is one simple actionable step a mompreneur who struggles with procrastination can take today. So, if you only were able to tell a mompreneur one thing that they can do today to start changing the area of procrastination in their life, what would that be? Notice where you're out of agreement with yourself and then consciously decide how to resolve that disagreement. Mm. So for example, if you're scrolling on social media and you notice you're out of agreement, you're doing it, but telling yourself you shouldn't be, use that moment to reconcile that conflict. And I don't say use that moment to put your phone down and stop scrolling. That might not be the decision you want to make. You might be like, you know what? I'm going to keep scrolling 30 more minutes, an hour. I don't care. I always tell my clients, I'm like, I don't care. Be on social media for 10 hours a day. It doesn't matter. Agree with yourself. That is where the magic happens. I love that. I love that. And such a helpful tip. All right. So before we hop off, share how uh, my audience can connect with you and ways that they can work with you. Yeah, absolutely. So the best way to connect with me is on Instagram. Now that we've spent all this time talking about scrolling on Instagram, (laughs) come over and scroll some more (laughs) Um, and we can just have a chat. So anyone's welcome to DM me and just tell tell me that they found me through your podcast. I would love to know that. And if you want to check out my program, it's peakcoaching.co. So it's P-I-Q-U-E slash H-F-D live. And people can learn about the program, book a consult with me. And if you are just intrigued. You don't even have to be invested yet. Just intrigued. Hop on a consult. We can always talk through whether it's the right fit, whether it's the right time. Okay, great. And I will be sure to link all of that in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Christina. It was so much fun talking to you. Like I felt I got a mini coaching session today. (laughs) Absolutely loved it. Um, You are such a joy and thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome and went by so fast. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) All right. Thank you. Mama, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day to hang with me. If this podcast just gave you the confidence boost and insight you needed to take your online business to the next level, will you do me a huge favor and share this episode with all your mompreneur friends? 
Sharing this episode and leaving a review will help us to reach all the mamas out there who are ready to take their current business to the next level without sacrificing motherhood or their sanity. I love, love, love reading your reviews. Also, I am all about community and building a village. I would love it if you join me over in the Mama Turn Mompreneur Facebook group. Remember, you are doing amazing, Mama. Much love, and I will chat with you again soon.